Hello and welcome to the Fox Rugby Podcast. I'm Andrew Swain. It's great to have you along again listening. And this week's a very special one. Bledisloe 3 coming up at ANZ Stadium. Wallabies v All Blacks. And the Wallabies have been busy in camp up at Hunter Valley. And they had a big media call up there earlier this week. So I was lucky enough to head up and chat to a couple of the Wallabies, Ned Hannigan, get his insight into his first test back for a little while. And then also great to chat to Noel Oliseo, who is yet to make his debut, and Harry Wilson, who's had a couple of storming games in New Zealand. So first up, it's great to chat to Ned Hannigan. Let's have a listen. Well, Ned, thanks for joining us on the Fox Rugby Podcast, mate. Um, Congratulations on a great test match the other day. Probably not the result that you wanted, but... Talk us through it, mate. What was the, the lead-up to that like for you, you know, even a couple of weeks beforehand? Yeah, coming out of a pretty strong performance in Wellington, uh, the boys put in a good shift there. Yeah, you sort of... Um, I actually was asking Jeff what line-outs he wanted me to run against the, the 23, but, um, yeah, was pretty lucky enough that Dave gave him the opportunity to play that test in Auckland. It was, a, it was an incredible couple of weeks over in New Zealand. Talk us through it. Was it did it feel intimidating over there? Was it was I mean you've been over to New Zealand before? Yeah. But what was the, what was it like over there? Uh, yeah, well we obviously um, we're in a bit of a quarantine sort of bubble type of thing, but we got looked after incredibly well um, there in Christchurch. The food and the facilities and things that we were sort of um, given there were second to none. So. Um, yeah, I think we, you know, it was a bit of a different preparation, but um, you know, it's it how it is. It's the times. It's you know, this year I think all codes have been a bit, a bit similar. Even last night, you see a lot of the storm blokes that um, spoke after the game. They're sort of talking about the, you know, the bubble and things like that. So it was a little bit different, but um, you know, it's good to be back here and um, and hopefully we'll get a bit of a crowd in in Sydney and Brisbane and um, get a sort of a home ground advantage. Mate, take us back to the start of the year where you, you were battling with some head knocks. Mm. Had you experienced head knocks in your career before? It, it's, it's a scary sort of a thing, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's a bit of a different one, to be honest. I, I hadn't really, well, yeah, I hadn't experienced it at all. Um, and then all of a sudden you're, you know, kind of questioning whether you do have headaches or... Uh, you're just thinking you do and you're feeling a bit different. There's sort of, I don't know, a bit emotional or moody in some circumstances. And, yeah, it's an odd feeling. But, um, yeah, thankfully I was sort of surrounded by a fair few experts on it. And um, I'd have to commend Eddie and the TARS doctor. You know, he was so good at putting me in touch with lots of different people. And, um, yeah, I spoke to a lot of different players about it that have gone through, you know, similar things. Um and then at the end of the day, I think it was just time, just time away from it. And, um, yeah, sort of looking after what you apparently need later on in life. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I mean, I mean I, I've had head knocks playing footy before. And yeah. that's why I stopped playing. I was only playing club footy some yeah, years. Yeah, but, yeah. but like, that's oh, why it's I... the same thing, though. Any, any head knocks, um, significant, obviously. And then it, people react so differently to it. Some people... It happens the first time, you might be sweet in a couple of days, you feel like you're right to roll and um, yeah, with me it was sort of a few consecutive ones um, and then 
to be honest, the the last one I had before that extended break was probably a minor one in my eyes. Like it wasn't really a significant impact or anything like that, but it just the um, the symptoms were sort of lingering. So, yeah. Did you, Did you ever at any point think maybe this is it? Like, the, should I hang them up? Uh, I mean, head knocks are. Yeah, yeah, they play on your mind. They play on your mind. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, to be honest, yeah, like you sort of, because you, well, I went sort of a, a, a long time um, waking up with headaches, and I sort of thought, well, if this is the norm, like, um, yeah, you have those conversations in your head, and um, that, I think that's why probably I, I reached out to a lot of past players because um, you sort of want to talk to blokes that have. Um, been out for an extended period of time and then been able to come back and, and had no, um, you know, severe concussions or any lingering things post. Um, and then you, you know, talk to other blokes that mightn't have taken the time, um, you know, off that they should have and then they, they've sort of said that it's the most important thing because they reckon, you know, potentially they might you know, be a bit slower than what they, they should be or things like that. So I got, you know, both sides of it and uh, I'm just thankful that the Tars let me give or let me have enough time to, to sort of rest it and, um, yeah, and now bloody feel good. Mate, it's fantastic. And, and, and getting that time off actually during COVID probably helped with that, I, I would have thought. Is that right? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I went home, um, yeah, got a bit of fresh air and oat and hay through the skin and... <laughs> Um, no, it seemed to fix me up. It might be the secret remedy. <laughs> That's it. Good stuff, mate. And then, uh, and, and so tremendous back end of the season with the Waratahs. Um, you guys didn't make the finals, didn't make the playoffs, but uh, it was you know you, you started to, to put some performances out on the paddock. And uh, what do you put that down to? Um, I think just combinations coming back together. You know, it's obviously a pretty new group and uh, new coaching sort of staff. Uh, obviously, Rob coming in there as the head coach and. Yeah, we, um, the results weren't going our way earlier on and just having that break, um, we sort of regrouped and refocused a bit. And um, yeah, in that Super Rugby A, we put a few performances together that we thought were, you know, we were pretty happy with. Um, but again, you know, it was just the consistency of the 80-minute performance that we, we probably lacked through the season. I think, um, yeah, it's, you know... Like I said, the connections and the new way of playing or the new shape that we were trying to achieve. Um, but it started to come definitely in the, the later games of the Super Rugby AU. And so given the year you've had, mate, and well, we've all had, but yeah. how, how, how satisfying was it to, to hear your name read out for that um, number six jersey a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, it's always you know pretty special. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, you're playing your 100th or you're playing your first. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, Obviously, having a bit of a break, you know, and then being able to be included back into that squad, and um, you know, on the wrong side of the ledger there in Auckland, but uh, it's a pretty focused group, and we're looking forward to this weekend and um, having one hand on the cup anyway. Mate, you found yourself in some open space as well. The big, yeah. the, the big legs were uh, were on pumping. the treadmill. On the treadmill, yeah. I, uh, yeah, that hasn't happened for a while. Being on the fringes of the. The scrum might give me a bit more gas. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, look, it's, um, again, sort of, I suppose it's new shape. I haven't really played the shape too much and, um, you know, getting those combinations with the blokes inside and outside you and, no, nah, it's all starting to come along pretty well. What are you experiencing from Dave Rennie that you haven't experienced from other coaches, or, you know, around the traps? You've been coached by quite a few over the years. What, 
What are you experiencing from him? Uh, I try not to compare coaches too much, but um, you know he's very approachable. Um, you know he's uh, sort of really invested in the, the finer details around your game. He's you know talking um, plenty about little things around the game and um, and how training's run. I feel's you know really fluid as well. He's um, you know attack. We go to the attack coach and the defence. You know you're, you're working with. Um, Tatsy on those sort of things and um, yeah I, I'm really enjoying camp the groups you know obviously spend a lot of time together and we've gotten to know the coaches and, and each other and um, yeah we just need to put a performance on the on the paddock that shows that Right, great to be here with Noah Lolasio. Noah, it's um, mate, must have been some sort of a whirlwind year for you. How t- talk us through what your goals were at the start of the year compared to what you've achieved to this point? Yeah, well, this year's definitely happened pretty quick. Um, so, uh, to be honest, um, at the start of this year, um, I wrote down in my book uh, just a couple things that I wanted to achieve this year. Um, the first one was to start every Super Rugby game for the Brumbies. Um, I remember writing that one down. And then um second one was actually winning the Premiership. <laughs> I actually wrote that down and... Um, Third one, it was just to make the Swallowy squad, and here I am, so. Yeah, so, yeah, basically I've ticked all the boxes that I wrote in my book, so I'm pretty happy about that. Mate, um, I remember being over in Argentina, probably this time, a little bit earlier this time, last year, 12 months ago, and um, yourself, Will Harrison, Harry Wilson, a bunch of guys, um, you know, running around with the junior Wallabies. Mm. Did you think 12 months on that this this would be the case? Nah, no way. Um, you know, you've also forgot to mention Fraser and Trevor as well that are here also. So, nah, mate. Um, oh, well, it's pretty funny. You know, um, my room is Trevor, and like on the field, it feels normal. Like you know, it's just training. But um, every time we go in our room, we're like, bro, we're actually here. <laughs> well, we're just like, we're just so surreal and so grateful to be in this position. Um, you know, so probably to be honest, like, nah, we wouldn't expect to be here this time last year. And you guys were such a tight-knit group, that Junior Wallaby side. Do you feel like you've come into a tight-knit environment as well? You've been able to bring that along with you? Yeah, well, I think um, well, since there's so many new players in the squad, everyone's just bought in. Um, Dave's been doing an unreal job. is just, you know, connecting all of our cultures together as well. And, um, yeah, look, I'd say it's a very, very tight group. I'd say, like, there's no clicks, no anything like that with what I've heard previously, so... No, look, it's a it's a great bunch of guys. What's uh, Dave Rennie like as as a human? Not t- take away the, the the rugby coaching side of things. What's he like as as a guy just to sit down and have a have a yarn with? Um, haven't had too many yarns with him to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, he he seems just like a just a down to earth down to earth bloke. Um, I mean, he loves to bring the guitar out and play the guitar whenever he can. So. Um, no, he's an awesome, awesome bloke, and he just, you know, he doesn't really care, like, where he is. He's just, um, you know, he just wants us all to um, buy in and just be around each other. That's probably one of his main things, is culture, and I feel like he's done a really good job of that. Uh, mate, has there, have there been any pinch-yourself moments where you've just been sitting there and you're like, hold on, I'm, I'm here with guys that I grew up watching play footy that I wanted to be like? Has, has there been any of those moments for you? Yeah, I'd probably say before my warm-up, when I got named on the bench in the first Bledisloe, 
I was walking out to see what the field was like, and then I'm just walking past the old blokes, and I'm like, shucks, that's, that's Brendan Barrett, that's Richie, like, far up. <laughs> so, if, yeah, like, I honestly, like, I try and take it all in, you know, because I'm, I'm just picturing myself, like, 10 years ago as a little kid, just, like, thinking I want to be there one day. Um, so na- the national anthem facing the Hakka, that was, that's just, yeah, that was tingling. Um, I was just, you know, I just try and take it all in with the crowd, especially in Wellington, that was unreal. But, you know, it, when I step when I step foot on that field, I just treat it like normal. So, yeah, that's probably one moment. And, mate, still yet to, to get onto the field, but, uh, I mean, it's a, um, it, it must be surreal that, you're right, singing the national anthem and facing that harker, you, you've probably done that at junior level before, but it's just a different beast. And now, being back in Australia, you get the opportunity to potentially do that in front of your family. Was it weird not having your family there for, for that sort of a moment? Yeah, definitely. But luckily, I've got some family in New Zealand that could that could replace them, I guess. But um, yeah, well, it's it's unfortunate because um, my family are stuck in the bo- in Queensland. Obviously, the borders shut down and stuff. So. But now I've got family all over Australia, so I'm sure I can find some family to come along to the games. But yeah, as you said, it like the national anthem, like it's just so yeah, it's it's hard to explain. It's more like a be there moment, and it's definitely another level from last year to this year facing the Haka. It's more intense, but man, I tell you what, facing the Haka gets me so geared up. So oh, I'm really looking forward to it if I get a chance. Again. Guys, guys around you, the senior guys like Matt Tamur, guys like James O'Connor. What, what have you been learning off those guys that you can you can bring into your own game? Um, oh, they've, they've both been really good, mate. Um, they've just been nice and calm and clear in how they they want to play and how the, how the team wants to play. And um, I've been trying to I've been trying to put my two cents in as well, and they've really taken it on board as well. So it's good to see that the empowerment is there. Um, but no, they've been good. And um, Rabs, you know, he's playing ten at the moment, and he's done a really good job steering the ship. Yeah. And uh, I've been, you know, trying to challenge him at training to so he can be um, best prepare himself for the game. And Pop as well, unfortunately with his injury, but you know, when he was there, he was he was real assertive and just getting his role role knowledge really clear. So I feel like I can pick something up from that. Just you know, as long as you know your role. 100%, the team can just feed off it. So, yeah, that's probably my thing. Haven't, as I said before, haven't been on the field yet, but the, the training field, just just lastly, around the training field, I've heard some stories about how intense it's been out there. It was like real game game time uh, kind of intensity on the on the training field. What's that been like, having to run into guys like the Thor? Yeah, well, you definitely feel sore after, after those training sessions. Um, but, no, you know, we've had a... We've had a real squad mentality. Um, if you're not picking the 23, you still want to challenge the blokes that are playing, to, you know, so they can represent this country the best of the best of their ability. Um, but no, it is intense, man. I mean, you get the Tom and Thor, Alan running at you. You get sore shoulders the day after. So um, yeah, it is pretty full on. But you know, the, you train the way you play at the end of the day. So yeah. Oh, mate. Good luck for the rest of the the year, and uh, he's hoping we can uh, see you doing those gold colours again. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, mate. Harry Wilson joins me on the Fox Rugby podcast. Harry, must have been a whirlwind couple of weeks for you over in New Zealand. Talk us through the moment that you got named in the gold jersey firstly. How, how proud were you at the time? Yeah, um, it was an awesome few weeks over in New Zealand and even the lead up here at the Hunter Valley. But 
Um, yeah, I remember a Sunday morning and the night before, I can't say I got too much sleep, but so yeah, I remember going in the meeting and yeah, they didn't give anything away until yeah, I just went through the team list and um, yeah, it was pretty special to hear my name get uh, read out and then all the boys get around me after and yeah, it was. I was. I kind of felt as if it was a dream. Genuinely, I was just a bit out of it for a bit. But yeah, that was awesome. Talk us through the moment that you, you rang your folks. So I've met. I've had the pleasure of meeting your family over in Argentina last year, and, and met them a few times along the, the road. And you're very close with your family. Getting on the phone and, and ringing. Who'd you ring first? How, how did it all go down? What was what was it like? Yeah. Um, yeah, the mum and dad and both my brothers, they, they love rugby and just, uh, I guess, love watching me play footy, so it was pretty special. I, I think I rung dad first and then he quickly ran downstairs and put on loudspeaker, so they were all pretty pretty pumped and just, yeah, they were um, together happier than, than I was because I was just, yeah, it was really nice just to know how much it meant to them and, um, yeah, to be able to, I guess, share it with them in a different way to, I guess, it's probably been done in the past. Uh, mate, the first couple of weeks, obviously that first game against the All Blacks at Wellington, a 16-all draw, incredible game of rugby. Um, what, were your, what were your memories like? Well, take us back to that moment where the whistle goes at full-time. You were off the field at that point, yeah. but, um, yeah, it must have been just a weird, weird feeling because I know everyone was feeling weird around watching it. Yeah, it was definitely... Um, Quite an awesome game, I guess, to build in. Like, I swear well we didn't play good footy for the first 40 minutes, and but then we're in it and then came out after half time. And I guess we, we just started playing some really good footy. And then um, I think I went off around 60 odd minutes, and then it was, it was, it was hard to watch. Uh, I know I was next to Dane and um, Liam Wright, yeah, when it was over 80 minutes, and then we thought we were about to win, thought we were going to go for a field goal or score, and then next minute they're down on our end it was um kind of i guess nearly a bit of relief in some way that we kicked the ball out because i thought they were going to win but it was very uh i guess mixed emotions at the end because we there was a game there for us to win but i guess in the scheme of things for the Bledisloe, it nearly counts as a win just to keep the uh, series alive now so yeah it's very uh, very different game to be involved in mate it's certainly memorable like you'll never forget that a lot of people will never forget that test match yeah no won't be forgetting that anytime soon and yeah, I guess it's a special one to, I guess, to build because at least it'll be a game people will talk about in years to come. Yeah, they sure will. Um, I was just talking to Noah Lolasio before, a guy that you shared some time with in Argentina for the Junior Wallabies last year. There's a few of you guys in this squad. Um, you were such a tight-knit group of guys. Do you still share that bond in the in the senior squad? Yeah, it's it's really, I guess, special to know that the six of us here who are, were in the under-20s together last year, and I think it's probably made the, um, I guess, the transition a lot easier knowing there's a fair few of us uh, doing it together. And, um, yeah, we, we all love just, uh, especially just talking about 20s last year, and we still half our conversations was about that trip, saying stories about it. But, yeah, it's... Um, it was a, such a special experience last year and it's awesome to have a few boys, I guess, here with us at Wallabies Camp too. Who are some of the guys that you, you look up to in this squad? I mean, you know, three, four years ago, they were probably guys that you were heroes of yours now you get to play alongside them. But who are some of those guys that you look up to? Uh, yeah, well, there's so many. I guess you can't really go past, I guess, Michael Hooper, the captain. Just He's played 100 test matches for Australia and he's been the best player nearly each year. And then... Uh, someone like, I guess, James Slipper. I played NRC with him in 2018 and we, we kind of had a really good friendship since. I was the youngest of the team, he was the oldest, and we kind of clicked in, in a way. So 
Um, he's always been into me about we'll play Wallabies together, we'll play Wallabies together. So now being able to actually do it with him is really special. And just meeting people like, uh, I guess, Rob Simmons, Dane Penny, some of the senior guys in the team, and just to realise they're just genuine good blokes has been, I guess, just a... Uh, yeah, very special, and you kind of pinch yourself knowing, I guess, you get to train with them every day and get to pull on the jersey with them. Yeah, the training side of things, I came up a couple of weeks ago and, and got to watch you guys train, and, and you spent a lot of time with Michael Hooper one-on-one, or yourself and Fraser as well, two-on-one. Um, what, what are you learning, what sort of things are you learning from Michael Hooper that you, you think you could take with you down the road in, into a long international career, hopefully? Um, well, definitely, uh, I guess just the way he goes about his business on the field is uh, just on the training park. He's just, the moment he walks on the field, he's switched on. He's there to get better and train hard and just to make the, the whole training session be as good as it can be. So that's one thing I definitely learned here is once you're on that field, to switch on and, and just the little things, know, know your detail back to front and just, I guess, worry about your own stuff and then worry about... Um, then worry about, I guess, what everyone else is doing. So uh, definitely, I guess, the professionalism about it from him mainly has been something, yeah, I learned pretty quickly to, you got to, got to know. Was watching those first couple of letters, Lars, and it, it looked like uh, you had a beeline for Bowden Barrett a couple of times. Um, you, obviously, it's part of your role by looking at it, but um, um, you come back home to Sydney uh, in, in Australia now. Uh, what... Do you, do you feel like you're going to have a, a bit of a home ground advantage? What does it mean to be able to run out in front of family or friends now? Yeah, well, I guess uh, Bowden was in, in front of me a few times and he's been one of the best player in the world for the last five years. So in my eyes, it was just do whatever I can get Ken to make sure he doesn't step me. So he may have kicked, but I just kind of jumped at him to make sure he doesn't get past me. But uh, I guess playing in New Zealand with no really pretty much no Australians over there, it was very much that uh, like a whole New Zealand crowd. So... We're talking about between the few of us how special it will be just just being able to sing the Australian national anthem and having the whole crowd uh, sing it with us will be will be awesome and uh, yeah I just can't wait to just be able to sing the national anthem and just have a whole crowd of gold just supporting us and just wanting us to win and get the win for Australia. Um, just finally, um, Dave Rennie, he's big on culture. What have you noticed in camp that, um, that that he's been doing to, to bring everyone together? Uh, I guess one of the big ones is well, we're such a diverse group. There's people from I guess Samoa, Tonga, New Zealand, uh, Cook Islands. We're from everywhere, and um, it's been awesome. He's just trying to I guess get around that by like we. It's pretty funny. We all know all of us like Australians. Like we all know every single word of our Tongan song. So it's been very. It's been awesome, and we we all sing. Uh, we are many, uh, like the Australian yeah. song. So every after every training session, we come back over 30 minutes, pretty much just singing, just everyone get around each other's cultures. And I guess it's one way to bring the group so much tighter because we all, I guess, learn about where we're from and I guess how we grew up. So yeah, it's been really good in that, that type of way. Something different, which I know I've never done before. And many of the older boys have also said they've never really done that. Love a sing song, mate. What about Gunadar as well? That's a that's a that's a cultural experience as well. <laughs> yeah, I'll let him know that I'm from the bush and, and I'll I'll lead him. But no, nah, it's uh, I think Ned's been been leading the Australian song. He's a he's the most country out of all of us. Isn't he? I just chatted to him before, mate. With the, the accent, the the oh, drawl. How you going, Cobb? <laughs> he, he loves it. <laughs> well, so thanks so much for chatting to us today, today, mate, and uh, and good luck for the rest of the year. It's um it's, it's certainly going to be an interesting one, and uh, we we wish. All the best. Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers, Amy Swaney.
Yeah, great to get some insight there from Ned Hannigan, from Noah Lolasio, and from Harry Wilson as to what's going on in Wallaby Camp and, and how they've been handling it. It's been a fantastic couple of weeks over in New Zealand for them, even though the results probably didn't go their way. But as low action now heads to ANZ Stadium this weekend, and you can catch all the action live on Fox Sports. Make sure you tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Fox Rugby Podcast. We'll catch you next week.